This is a CNA podcast. Doors are closing. Welcome back to Work It. It's Adrian here and it's our new season. Last week, we talked about something called desk bombing. This week is a slightly more serious discussion. How to make a workplace parent-friendly. Hello, it's Crispina. So between me and Adrian, we have six children, but I only contributed two. <laughs> the one thing that I've discovered is that it is impossible to have a successful career, in my experience, I mean, the climb up the ladder sort of career, and to be a heavily involved parent. In my personal experience, I could not do it. So I had to step away from full-time work and take a bit more of a part-time role when my kids were young. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it can be a very stressful experience when trying to balance. And in Singapore, where things are so competitive, it makes things even worse, which probably also explains why our total fertility rate is plummeting. And more young people are saying they don't want kids. Yeah, I do think, however, it's possible to raise kids and work, right? With the cost of living as what is it today, it doesn't seem feasible to rely on just one income. Unless, of course, one income is in the top 10 or 20 percentile. So the majority of us will have to deal with work and kids. But how do we do it well? We're hoping our guest today will give us some insight. Welcome to Work It, Minkai. Hey, thanks, Adrian. Minkai works for a company called Juniper Networks. It is an American MNC, a Fortune 500 company headquartered in California. He's head of systems engineering for APAC. Minkai has worked with Dell, HP, and if I'm not wrong, Minkai, you're an engineer by training and a Liverpool fan? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, welcome, Minkai. So let me start. Juniper won an award for being parent-friendly as one of the best places to work for parents in the US. And this was in 2022, right? HR Asia also gave your company an award last year, one of the best companies to work for in Singapore. So tell us, what is the secret sauce? Well, thank you, Crispina. That's something actually that we're very proud of. Because as you mentioned, in 2022, we were recognized by Great Places to Work as one of the best workplaces for parents in the US. So what that means is Juniper is one of the best companies to be a working parent. In fact, 94% of birthing parents return to work at Juniper and stay on in their work for at least six months after they come mm. back. But really beyond those awards, right, we believe that a great place to work is a company or organization that actively promotes and improves employee wellness, okay. engages in social issues and minimizes environmental impact of their operations. So companies need to stand for issues mm. and values like enabling diverse needs and walk the talk. So there's no real secret sauce. But one thing I would say is that as a networking company, it's just in our DNA to default to thinking about connections and the quality of experience mm. these connections bring. Be it between us and our employees, our customers, or between our products and the greater mm. world, right? So what we always try to do is to connect everything that we do to what our employees views as important. For example, right, I remember a few years back, the company organized a giving back campaign to help the less fortunate in society. And by arranging for it to occur during the school holidays, we were able to invite parents to bring their kids to partake in the activities. Right, right. I brought my son along mm. and got to spend time with him packing, distributing food hampers while doing some parenting along the way, right? Showing him, hey, what values in action really mean. So it's 
both very important things. These are things that we try to do that makes it a very parent-friendly environment. Mm -hmm. And we are proud of what we have achieved. That gives us motivation to continue to work tirelessly to improve the quality of lives and experience of all our stakeholders and build employee-first workplace that can support employees both in personal and professional needs. It is rather interesting for a company to focus very much on parents at a segment to attract as well as to retain. And I think this also very much aligned to some of your policies that you have, your very generous leave policy, a lot of flexibility, even resources for parents if they feel overwhelmed. How does a global company like yours actually go about conceptualizing such policies that probably may not even be part of the conversation a few years ago? Yeah, it is a changing environment, right, that we work in, right? The requirements of the new workforce, they're all very different. So to us, it's very important that to create a parent-friendly environment, we need to understand that the approach in creating and designing the support structure or benefits package within the company needs to evolve a little. Mm. First and foremost, right, I think we need to recognize that benefits centered around major milestone events like uh, paternity or maternity leave for childbirth, albeit these are very important, they are not sufficient. Mm. The reason is that parenthood isn't a project with a defined start date, end date. <laughs> On the contrary, <laughs> right, we all know Parenthood is more like a lifelong endeavor with many different stages. So we need to evolve our benefits and the design of these benefits to cater for them. Mm. And really the challenge in achieving such a robust benefits package is is we need to continuously engage with employees to help us select those benefits intentionally with a knowledge of who our employees are, what they need, when they need it, and how they want to consume or access these benefits so that we do not lose touch with these evolving needs. We all know the needs of working parents vary from pre-birth support up to kids in their teens or college years. They're all very different. And we work to identify, select, and provide the best tools and to provide the support that parents need, right? Mm -hmm. So just, just for example, right? To address the demands of modern parenting in Juniper, we provide all employees and their spouse with access to platforms like uh, Clio mm. for parental support. As for those who do not know, Clio is actually a support system for working families and parents, and it provides a one-to-one personalized virtual support on a variety of topics and issues, right? So all employees get access to Clio, and the support really covers all areas, including birth preparation, newborn care, child development, behavioral issues, so on and mm. so forth. And another example I will give you is that at the height of the pandemic, we rolled out uh, Task Human to provide coaching support for all employees, including parents. Because during one of the most challenging times people ever face as parents, we knew that easy access to such resources was essential in supporting our employees with children. Right, right. And just give you some statistics, right? Since we began offering access to Task Human, Juniper employees have clocked a total of 2 million minutes of use. I was going to ask you because my company has a lot of these resources, but we never use them. (laughs) So the proof is in the pudding, right? When my kid was small and I had trouble feeding, I didn't know who to call. You're saying that that role is now being performed by a company. You're saying, hey, look, here's somebody you might be able to call and just do it. It's free. You don't even have to pay for anything. Correct, correct. That's what we do. We provide via the Clio app. These are like professional organizations that specialize in doing this. So when you give our employees access to this, they feel safe. They feel that they're talking to people who are specialized in that area. Like Yeah, uh, and it's confidential, right? It's absolutely confidential. They sign up for it and it's up to them when and how they actually utilize it. 
I think we can't talk about children without talking about women. There is this common phrase you may have come across, which says we expect women to work like they don't have children and raise children as if they don't work. That implies that it's a zero sum, right? If you have kids, you cannot concentrate on work. If you want to focus on your career, then kids are in the way. But studies do show that most caregivers are women and data shows that it is women who drop off their careers more than men. Do you see that, you know, even in your own experience through your own career? It doesn't have to be in Juniper. Do you find that that might be true or is that changing? I think that is in general true. And it's actually a pity as well, mm-hmm. right? Because we do see that the talent market and technology remains very tight. Yeah. And the market for diverse talent is even tighter, mm-hmm. right? Despite the macroeconomic situation we are in, right? So it is very true that, that there tends to be more women sometimes dropping out of their career at different stages to take care of family. I guess now what we also start to see is that attrition across both genders seems to be more influenced by considerations around the opportunity to do meaningful work mm. or achieve a better work-life balance, right? So those are things that drives a lot of the decisions of women in the industry. Our philosophy is this, right? I think to attract and retain women talent, we need to be more proactive in our approach. Okay. So within Juniper, our HR policies are specifically shaped to diversify our talent pool and expand the overall talent pool by strategically attracting and retaining more women in tech. Women do tend to sometimes leave the workforce. But what we've done, for example, in India is that we hire women professionals who are keen to return to work after extended career breaks mm. by providing them with opportunity to transition back to a full-time right, career. Right? Right. So they, they can take a time break. Consider it almost like a sabbatical. We welcome them back. And we find that that actually helps us as an organization because now we have more women leaders sitting at our executive table mm, in India mm. and it actually benefits the company. When I was looking for work and there was this little break in between, right? So there's this little tiny hole in the resume. It's as if that decision to take care of kids is not important at all in the career trajectory. You know what I mean? I know. I think times have changed. I think increasingly organizations recognize that different people at different stages of careers bring different experiences and value to a company. Because as I said, the talent pool is so tight, right? You can't just miss out on Mm. any of this talent out there. So we want to be very proactive and prescriptive in the way we go about recruiting this talent out there. And and specific to the policies that your company may have, uh, you mentioned earlier on, of course, you have your volunteerism Mm. and then you can bring your kids over. uh, And that obviously helped in many different factors. What other policies have you actively adopted to really help you balance your work and your career and your lifestyle, as well as your parental responsibility to to really make things work on both ends. We want to support working parents within the organizations, right? People are already on board. We want to support them because sometimes parents at different phases of career are looking to switch to different roles and positions that better suit their changing lifestyle. So this year we've launched an internal talent market platform or career development platform called Junivator Career Connect or JCC for short. So this is actually a hyper-personalized platform that empowers our employees to own their career path and shape their journey in Juniper, right? It actually quite interesting. Uh, it uses uh, artificial intelligence uh, to make 
development recommendations and internal growth opportunities for our employees, right? And it's based on the profile that they key in themselves, what they're looking for. Are they looking to do more in certain area or find a career or another opportunity that allows, gives them back more time, right? So within my organization, the sales engineering organization in Asia, Pacific and Japan, We've encouraged all our teams to leverage this platform to create and post meaningful projects, right? Where we can provide the opportunity for employees to try out different roles. And actually, also really for us to spot hidden talents within the mm-hmm. team, right? Because again, one of my biggest concern always is talent market is tight. But Minkai, we're quite curious about your own experience. What enabled you to balance both your parenting journey as well as your career? Yep. So so one thing is obviously I have a very supportive family. Mm. My wife is very supportive of what I do and we want to support each other in terms of making sure that we get enough time doing both work yep. and taking care of the kid. And also I have a very supportive environment within Juniper, right? When I first started looking at the hybrid mode of working that Juniper has implemented, I was a bit not convinced, right? It's like, okay, will this work, staying home all the time? Am I going to work all the time or am I not going to do any uh, much productive work, right? Mm. But I began to realize how useful this hybrid mode of working is and it's very empowering. Uh, Just to give an example, right? In the past, my morning schedule was like most other parents in Singapore. It is actually formed by a tightly coupled of sequential processes, if you you know what I mean, right? (laughs) He sounds like an engineer. <laughs> Feed the kid, send him to school, then commute to work, get your first cup of coffee, then hit the first meeting, right? So that was what my schedule used to be. And we all know, like, as, as engineers, mm. people in computing knows that any tightly coupled processes is very fragile and sometimes very stressful because <laughs> if anything yes. goes off by a little, your entire day schedule mm-hmm. is thrown off, right? Yep. A hybrid mode of working, on the other hand, right, allows me to have that flexibility and that flexibility takes a lot of the stress out of my life just to let you know today if I choose to work from home I get to walk my son to school for 15 minutes right? and that 15 minutes is precious to me and my son because we get to really talk to each other yeah. before the start of our days after that I still get to walk home and have ample time to prepare for my first online meeting that's how it makes it possible for me right within Juniper to be able to both have a fulfilling career and not miss out on my child growing up. I think this is some of the best mm-hmm. years of his uh, childhood years and I'm not missing out at all because of the flexible arrangement. Yeah, thank God for COVID then, in a way. <laughs> yes, as, as they say, right, it, it wasn't the CIO or CTO that advanced digital transformation, it was COVID. We all have to give COVID some credit there. <laughs> yes. And I can completely understand how fragile, tightly coupled processes are. During COVID lockdown, I tried to tell myself everything is going to be okay. I have three kids on home-based learning at the same time. I'm going to be their on-site tech support. At the same time, I'm going to do my work while they do their home-based learning. It never happened. It never happened for a single day. It, yeah, it is very difficult because you, the assumption that everything needs to work all together, that is a very fragile arrangement. Hey everyone, my name's Stephen Chia, and I'm host of CNA's weekly news podcast, Heart of the Matter. Now, each week, my job is to ask questions you have, like, why is the COE so high? Why aren't singles dating? Or what is going on with the red-hot property market in Singapore? If you want the views behind the news, then tune in each week as we get to the heart of the matter. We are on the CNA and Me Listen apps and wherever you get your podcasts. Hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it drops. 
So when it comes to policies that HR set, right, although that is one aspect of it, but per our experience, it is also very much on the implementation. HBRP says that what kills employees is when their employers are overly rigid or sticks to rules, or when their managers are overly rigid or stick to rules, or those who show a lot of disdain when people using up childcare leave, etc. So how do you account for that when it comes to a policy side? Because they are really the last line folks who makes the key difference here. This is really uh, involves a mindset change uh, throughout the organization, mm. right? That, that how do we define work and how do we view work, right? So this is what I tell my team, right? Uh, that work isn't a place you go anymore. Work is really uh, measured by the output you produce. And we want to empower mm. the employees, our team members to take responsibility and accountability right, and deliver the outcome. As long as we agree on the outcome or the output that they need to deliver within a certain time, I think then we, we should give everyone the freedom. This is what I learned from my mentor many years back, right? That if you let people decide how they do things, they will find the best ways and the most easiest way to do it because they are measured by the outcome rather than measured by the activities that they do. So we are very outcome-based or output-based and we give the employees the flexibility and we are empowered to make those decisions. Right. In our conversations and with parents, even with bosses, it's clear, right? Parents especially require flexibility. It's centrally important to them. But one interesting conversation that I had recently, a work contact told me that she actually left her previous organization because they were too family friendly. Okay, by that she meant that the management prioritized people with kids to the detriment of those without. Because when people with kids had you know, you know how kids get sick, right? And if you have a few, they get sick like literally for weeks. So singles had to pick up and cover duties and so on. And that kind of led to a lot of unpredictability that kind of led to a bit of resentment. How do you strike a balance? What, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think to strike a balance between that, right, is it's really about understanding the needs of every employee, their circumstances, mm. right? And parents have their own needs. Singles have a slightly different needs. But we need to have a benefits package or support system that caters for everyone at different times of their career. To do that, I think it's really about engagement, engaging with the employees, right? Not just as employee, engaging employees, but also promoting engaging connections or connectivities between the employees themselves. Mm. We are now proactively promoting collaboration, right? We see that people are getting to talk to each other more. And it's all those connections that helps, right? Because when you start to understand and talk to people and connect at a personal level, you will understand, oh, this girl or guy is going through a certain uh, uh, challenges at home or having some... Uh, uh, and needs more flexibility, you tend to be more willing to help, right? So it's all about the mm. human aspect, the human connectivity, right? End of the day, right? I mean, just like the way we deliver our products, we want to deliver an employee experience that's good for everyone. And that experience, the responsibility of delivering the experience is ours as an employer. Also, a joint responsibility of everyone within the company. And that's the type of mental process or thought process we continuously promote within a company that we own collectively this experience of all employees. Right. That's something that we proactively promote nowadays. So the idea is not to be so calculative and to understand the journey that other people are on our team because they're not just, I don't know, engineers or consultants or whatever. They are also parents, right? Absolutely, right. And more often than not, I also recommend a lot of uh, reading materials to my team. I say, hey, that, I mean, there are great books like Give and Take, right? That if you read it, you understand, right? To give and take, you need to have a balance, right? Sometimes 
you must always understand that when you give, that means you're in a more fortunate position, right? So that's what right. we tell employees, right? So if you're single now, you have more flexibility. If you're helping, you're giving help to your colleagues, you're in a more fortunate position. Think about that that way, right? Mm. And then obviously, you will get something back in return. It's almost guaranteed, right? Karma works in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the singles can also level their own playing field. Just become parents and have kids, lah. <laughs> <laughs> then it all balance out. Agent, I think you're absolutely right, right? You know what? Because at certain stage, when they become young parents, guess what? They could go to their colleagues who have been there, done that before, and say, "Hey, can I have some advice when from I you?" When I was your age, yeah. <laughs> it all works out in the end if you embrace this concept of helping each other, give and take, right? Yeah, that sounds like a nice thought, actually. So, Minkai, what would be your personal top three thoughts on juggling work with kids? What are the top three advice you would have for employees out there who are parents who may be really struggling, trying to balance both ends? Yeah, who some days think, oh my God, I can't do this, it's too much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or very close to call- calling some hotline already. <laughs> I think the top three things I would advise people is one, understand you're not alone. There are a lot of people who've gone through this or are going through this themselves. Reach out to people you know, your colleagues or your friends and and especially your family members to talk through issues, right? It's always good to talk through issues. And sometimes you realize by talking through those issues, you say, hey, actually, it's not that bad. Mm. Second, Leverage the resources you have or your company provides, right? Like, for example, in Juniper, we'll tell everyone, leverage TaskHuman, leverage Clio, right? These are the platforms that are available to you. And then thirdly, I would think it's also important, right? Not just for parents, but for all employees nowadays, right? Do away with the mental picture that career is a corporate ladder. It's a ladder that goes only one way. Mm. Nowadays, you need to think of it as a matrix. Sometimes there's ways to advance your career or have a fulfilling career by looking at different alternatives that better suits your lifestyle. I think if you think through those three things, you probably find it easier to deal with the stress and then find your own way to thrive and be successful professionally and personally. Wow, I love that matrix thing. I wish somebody would have told me this earlier. <laughs> Let's forward this to the Registry of Marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it really depends on what individuals as employees want to optimize for. Obviously, we try to get everything, try to have our cake and eat it. But I think it also boils down to exactly when the rubber hits the road, when push comes to show, what exactly do you want to lean towards? So if you are really someone who wants to play a huge part being a parent, then looking at companies like Juniper where it is much more parent-friendly mm. would make sense. I'm reminded of this story that my friend told me he works in an alcohol beverage company and he was telling me actually 60% of our employees don't drink alcohol. And providing free alcohol is an employee benefit, which 60% of them cannot use. <laughs> and some of them were complaining to the HR, oh, you know, I cannot utilize this. Well, maybe you should consider joining Starbucks. La. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why do you join an alcohol company? So I, again, I guess it really very much depends on what you're trying to optimize for and then work towards that direction. Yeah, I really like the idea of looking at it like a matrix, right? Rather than a ladder. I think it's quite normal for us to want to do everything well. We want our kids to, thrive in school. We want to get that promotion. But sometimes, and life always happens this way, something's got to give, right? And it's all right. It's all right when it's got to give. We should be okay with the choices we make and really not beat up ourselves over it. Yeah. So that's what I took away. 
Exactly, right. But I, I think I talk to a lot of my colleagues, people, my peers and all that, right? It's like a lot of them, they always have something they feel missing, right? They, they've gone all the way in their career. They've reached the heights of their career. Then they say, oh, I've missed out on mm. my first child growing up. So I'm not going to invest more time in my second and third child. It's like, yeah, you always miss out on something and, and you really have to decide what's more important to you at this yeah, phase in your yeah. life. Thank you. Thank you, Minkai, for that wonderful chat with us. My name is Crispina and the team behind this podcast is Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Saya Win, and I'm Crispina. And I'm Adrian, signing off. Thank you.